0: You are listening to episode 109 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I know you all love learning about paying off debt, and trust me, so do I. I'm still battling my student loan debt and love learning and implementing ways to work towards financial freedom by implementing advice from people such as this week's guest. Shaanze Ray is a certified financial education instructor and freelance writer who loves to talk about everything personal finance and encourage others to get out of debt so they can live a life with more possibilities and fewer limitations. She's paid off over $50,000 in debt, and her debt story has been highlighted in Essence magazine, and she was named one of the top financial experts to follow on Instagram by Black Enterprise. Before we meet Shonsei, I wanted to make sure you remember to check out the MindBizLife favorite section on MindBizLife.com website. You'll find an abundant amount of my favorite services, products, and companies. Most of them, you'll either save a bunch of money by using or you'll earn cash back. Either way, it's a win. Okay, are you ready to dive into this week's episode? you know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go.
1: You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith.
0: Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is certified financial education instructor and freelance writer, Chauncey Ray, Hey, Chauncey. Welcome to the show. I'm thrilled to have you join me today. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So clearly we are here today to talk about money, getting out of debt, and overall just getting your money game right. But you probably have one of the most relatable stories. And these are the type of stories that I absolutely live for. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how did you go from making $28,000 a year to paying off $50,000 in debt and becoming a certified financial education instructor because this is just so amazing to me. Sure. So I kind of got
1: interested in personal finance in a similar way that a lot of us start thinking about money and it's because, okay, we're in a situation where, you know, we're responsible for certain expenses. Maybe we have debt and it's time to stop playing around basically and understand money and actually learn how to use money and how to get ahead and improve our finances. So I kind of found myself in a low point financially. Um, In 2014, I had graduated college and I had uh, some student loan debt. I had a car loan and I had, you know, just debt and I really wasn't making a lot of money and there was really no promise of a job. So I was just, Kind of in a rough place where I was you know excited to be moving forward with my life, but I was also like I had all these financial burdens, and then on top of that, I was also you know a mom of a child who was going to be going into kindergarten the following year because um, you know if we dial back a little bit when I just actually started to you know just come into my own um, i guess come into myself and my, and my new lifestyle um, i started I was a very young mom, so I ended up becoming a teen mom and a single mom and just getting through college and, um, you know, dealing with all the obstacles that came with that. And it was kind of hard for me because I was trying to, you know, balance school and be a mom and I couldn't, you know, work as much or earn as much. So I kind of just had subjected myself to this, you know, lower income lifestyle. And I really just got tired of it. I remember telling myself like, you know, cause I'm a writer. I was like, when I, you know, um, you know, get a job that's better paying. I'm not writing for free anymore. Like I'm not going to be struggling and I really want to do better with my money. So I ended up finally getting a job at a web design company doing content writing. And um, starting salary was $15 an hour. And I thought I'd hit the jackpot. I thought I was going to be rich. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was just not used to making more money. And then I realized that just even with the little money that I was making, I still had more problems. I still didn't know, you know, those basic Um, didn't have those skills to manage my money. And I really just wanted to get out of debt. And I didn't want to kind of live a life where I was continuing to struggle, living paycheck to paycheck. And then also just having a growing child at that time really just motivated me to really step up my game.
0: Mm. So what were the steps that you you take at that point then? Because I feel like when we're in this you know, in this hole of this debt hole. And I I remember that same thing. like my first job out of college was like $14 an hour. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And then like you realize, okay, this is not sustainable, uh, for the life that I actually want to live. And then you, if you are living paycheck to paycheck, that's a, that's a scary thing to happen. So what were the steps that you start to take to kind of pull yourself out of it? Yeah. So Yeah, I just
1: felt very crippling in the moment and I knew that I had to do something though and I'm the type of person where, you know, given what I had been through and, you know, my situation, how unique it was, I had just kind of taught myself and kind of trained myself by that time to push forward and to take action and to just start somewhere and do something because I don't want to be the person that just sits there and complains and complains year after year, nothing changes. So what I started doing was I figured out, okay, I'm going to have to be smart with my money. You know, I am making some money. So let's not, you know, let's not look at the cup, you know, half empty. Let's look at it half full. At least I have a job. I have an income. Let's see what I can work with. So I started budgeting, figuring out what was coming in, what was going out, and, you know, just how to manage that better, because I feel like with money, um, you know, earning more is super important, but you also have to know how to manage what you have, you know, mm. if you want to open yourself up more, you know, to more money and um, an abundant lifestyle, then you have to actually take care of what you have. So I started to manage what I had, be strategic with that and find ways to save and keep my expenses low because I didn't want to. Um, you know, I made the mistake of, well, I had to buy a car when I graduated. So I had a car loan, but I didn't want to just start living this lifestyle I couldn't afford. So I just kept it really simple, really affordable. You know, basic, basic apartment, nothing fancy, you know, no dishwasher, no gym, no clubhouse, just a basic apartment that was, you know, just cozy, felt like home, kept things very simple. Didn't try to have a lot of flashy expenses or just buy a lot of stuff, you know, buy used clothes, shopping around for deals, just trying to save money basically and funnel what I could toward debt. And I just got on a plan and, you know, determined which debt I wanted to focus on first and focused on that and just started trying to make extra um, money as I started to make more higher debt payments. So I started out, I was making like, you know, an extra payment of like $60 on my car loan. And to me, that was something it was, it was helping because my car loan was very high interest and I wanted to get rid of that first. But, you know, as time went on, I got better at budgeting. I started making more money. I started side hustling and stuff. Then I was in the, I ended up making like, you know, double or triple payments on my car loan to pay it off. So Mm. it just kind of starts sometimes, you know, you just got to start and it may not be super impressive with what you start with, but you know, you have to be consistent and just keep going and increasing it from there.
0: Was being like frugal or thrifty kind of like almost second nature to you? I know it's definitely second nature to me. I almost don't have to think about things. I, you know, I'm just like I know what something to me is worth, and I know that may be different to someone else. But I'm really good at finding deals. Some people, I don't, I don't think that comes as natural to them. Does that come pretty naturally to you?
1: Yeah. No, I definitely feel like that to myself sometimes.
0: Um, I definitely
1: believe that you can become frugal out of necessity mm. or out of choice because you want to so i feel like back then i was frugal because i felt like i had no choice i didn't have any extra money to spend right. i had to stick to my grocery budget because if i didn't then you know that was it but mm. now i feel like i have more wiggle room and i see the value in just being resourceful with your money and you know spending according to your values and like you said, knowing, you know, how much things cost and what you find important and what you want to spend money on. So now I I choose to be frugal. I like the benefits of it. I like how I can kind of just strategically manage my money and save here and there and then spend money on what's important to me and spend money on my goals and getting ahead. But back then I felt like I kind of just had no choice. I had to. So I just started trying to develop my level of frugality, what I felt comfortable with giving up, what I felt comfortable with saving and kind of
0: took it from there. Where, when you say you started to do your side hustles, what were you doing as a side hustle to make extra money? Because I know a lot of times when you're in this scarcity of, you know, straight struggle bus, right, (laughs) with with your money game, and you can look at your life and you feel burnt out. Like you're just, you're exhausted in so many different ways that you kind of can't think, like, I can't take on one more job or, Where do I find the time for that? I feel like that could be an excuse that a lot of people get into, but clearly that didn't hold you back. Yeah. So like I said, I
1: felt like I just, I just had to go. And I had to. to, yeah, I had to do something. And for me, it was like, I could have, I had excuses, but I had to just tell myself that, you know, the excuses really don't matter because at the end of the day, the excuses are neutral. I mean, mm. they exist, that's fine, but it's like, okay, well your problem is still there. So even if you give a great excuse, you know, you just still didn't do what you said you were going to do. So in some cases excuses are okay, but I feel like, you know, with this, I'm like I really have to just start moving and do something. And I think what really helped me was I started developing goals when I was um when I had just had my son. So I had just like graduated high school. I graduated early. And I joined this program for like first time moms and we had like a caseworker who came to visit me and she would share resources with me. She talked to me about stuff. I would tell her what my goals were. And this was the first opportunity I ever had to set a goal. Mm. And I never like, you know, set goals before. I'm like, I don't know what what I'm doing. But she'd come over every three months and she'd be like, hey, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do for yourself? What do you want to do for your son? And what do you want to do with him? What do you want to accomplish together? And she would come and hold me accountable for that. So I kind of got into the mode of just setting goals and taking action and doing things. So I know I could have, you know, just been like, well, I'm tired. I, you know, want to spend time with my son and I can't afford to, I mean, I can't afford to meet my goals, but then I also can't work extra hours because I have to take care of a child. And that's, I think, what a lot of people kind of fall into sometimes. And they feel like they're stuck, you know? Yeah. So I knew – I weighed my options. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to have the energy to get another job or, um, you know, get a part-time job somewhere. I thought about doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. But for my schedule, this didn't work. Like, I just – I can't stay right. up late and <laughs> do all that stuff. And with Yeah, you're
0: not a machine. Stuff, you're not a robot. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So then I realized that um, – I went to school for journalism. So I started um, working from home and trying to find stuff I can do online. So I started writing and I just started, I guess, looking for jobs on Craigslist and um, just having people hire me to write certain things. I wasn't making a ton of money. But when I started my blog, I heard other people saying that they were freelance writing and then they were making decent money with it. So I was like, well, that seems like it'd be right up my alley. And then I can, you know, work from wherever. And, You know, I could do this when my son goes to sleep. So that's kind of how I started making extra money um, Mm. and adding that into what I was already doing.
0: It seems like you're really great at creating your own opportunities when you are in that middle of the road. So if it's like go left and go right, you're like, hey, I'm going to go straight and make my own path. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and that's like so amazing. A lot of people sometimes don't have that mindset. And while we're talking about mindset, I think there's two very distinct mindsets around money. So there's one that we know is fueled by abundance and then one that's fueled by scarcity. How can we shift away from the scarcity mindset and embrace the abundance?
1: Yeah, and that's a great question. I think it really comes down to training your thoughts. And I think a lot of us don't realize that you grew up thinking a certain way and maybe you had certain experiences, certain things happened to you, and that kind of like shaped your thought process, your beliefs. Um, some people, when it comes to money, I've heard people say like your money blueprint, it's kind of like, you know, who you are and how you handle certain things. So especially for me, um, when it came to money, I had to really just check my thoughts and work on my relationship with money. And I think sometimes, you know, when we want to get out of a situation, we approach it from, okay, what do I have to do? Like, what's the hack? What's the app? What's the, you know, what's the great side hustle? Like, what could I do to do this now? But a lot of the time, you know, it's just like dieting. I feel like even if, you know, you have all the tools, all the tips, you're still not going to get anywhere if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the right foundation. So um, scarcity versus abundance is very important because you have to make sure that you are not, um, thinking about money or thinking about things from a place of scarcity and scarcity basically means that, you know, you're operating out of fear and you fear you're feeling like it's, there's never going to be enough. You know, a scarcity mindset with money is like, you know, I have to maybe, um, hoard my money or maybe I'm not, I'm not getting paid enough. Like my boss is not paying me enough, um, versus abundance might be like taking a different approach. Like, okay, can I get a raise? Or can I do something on the side? Or can I go back to school? Or can I take one class, you know, a semester and get a certification or get more experience so I can get paid more? Um, Just knowing that there's more out there for you. And that, you know, sometimes it's not always about what the world has to offer you. It's about what you bring to it and what you can do with what you have. You know, we all have different circumstances. Some of us, you know, have certain privileges. Some of us have certain disadvantages. But it really makes no sense to complain, to compare yourself or to have like a scarcity mindset and just feel like you're not going to have enough. You're not going to do enough. Like, you know, these resources are limited because money is not a limited resource. You know, time Mm -hmm. is actually the most limited resource we have because you can't control it. Once it's gone, it's gone. You never get that time back, but you can always get more money back. So I had to definitely shift myself to abundance and realize that and realize, um, that, it's okay. Sometimes if I spend money on things, you know, that's in my budget or whatever, I can earn more money. You know, I can, I can keep going and, um, just basically getting to the next level.
0: Since you're a writer, did you do like any journaling around your, your money mindset or any oh. writing around it? I've, I, cause I've, I've, I just like kind of thought, you know, like, is that how you process and work out things is, is right through it or is that not part of your process?
1: Yeah, well, actually, it seems like it's a little bit of my process, but
0: I think officially
1: – sorry, there's a train. Did you hear that train?
0: Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> you God. wouldn't be the first one, though, if there was a train, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, sorry. I just
1: didn't want it to be in the background. Um, all right. So what was the question again? About writing, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, writing. Okay. Um. So I felt like I did do a little bit of that – Um with my blog, that was kind of therapy for me, kind of walking through my journey, updating people, telling people what I was doing. I used to post like, you know, budget updates. Like I post my highs and lows, like how the month went, what I was doing with my money. That was really good. You know, just therapeutic. It was good for accountability. Um, in terms of mindset, I felt like, you know, through sharing what I was doing and you could probably see certain aspects that I was changing my mindset, but actually journaling, doing the mindset work. I haven't started doing that until recent years, actually. So Mm. I feel like that is a really good practice. And especially if you are trying to shift to abundance, one of the things I'd recommend would be starting a gratitude journal, just Mm. taking a notebook and, you know, spending five, 10 minutes in the morning or whatever, and writing out something that you are grateful for, because we can always pick out the bad parts of our situation. We can always, you know, find the negative, but sometimes you have to kind of shift your focus and start your day out on that positive on that. This is what's going on in my life. This is what I'm grateful for. Yeah, I might have debt, but I'm grateful for this or, you know, this is going well. And it kind of just helps motivate you. So I've been doing that um, in recent, you know, in the past year or so. And that has just been just helping me just continue that.
0: I'm sure it's interesting too, to look back on old blog posts too, and just see how much you have grown from those.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some of them are a little cringy, but I keep, I, keep, <laughs> I keep everything up because I feel like it's a part of the journey, you know, and you can see the progression.
0: Yeah. And that's so important too, because, you know, someone could be looking at you right now and they're, and they were who you were in 2014. Right. And they may have that dark looming cloud over their head. And it's like, I am determined this, this is not my final destination. But I need help. And it's very encouraging to see, like, yes, this is a real person with a real story who actually did it. So I love that you've kept it up, even though you say that they're a little cringy. Yeah. Is there anything that you would share with an audience member today who's listening and they're just in that place of, I want to go forward. I just don't know how.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say to start by addressing your limiting beliefs because Mm. what, how I got started was just getting a plan, but I realized I could have never started with that plan or never even saw those opportunities to put in the plan. Had I had certain limiting beliefs about myself and there is a ton of stuff out there that Um, just, you know, experiences, content, things we digest, you know, day in, day out that can lead to our limiting beliefs that we may not even realize, because we have had that belief for so long that we've just trained ourselves to believe that it's just a fact. It's true. There's nothing you could do to change it. You know, like with me being a a young single mom, there's so many just, you know, limiting beliefs I had to get over. And I had to get over statistics, you know, that said things like, um, that I wouldn't graduate from college, but I was able to do that in four years, just like everyone else, or that, um, you know, I wouldn't be able to make enough money. There's statistics out there that say that, you know, kids of single moms, they're more likely to end up in jail. And like these things can kind of just settle into your subconscious and then they can start to form beliefs that you actually base your actions and your life off of. Because if you don't believe in yourself or believe in your ability to be able to reach a goal, like you're not going to get there. So I would start by addressing those limiting beliefs. If you feel like you are completely stuck and you feel like you cannot get ahead, like what beliefs do you have about money and your situation that are telling you that? And then I would challenge you to try to rewrite those beliefs and replace them. with actual like, you know, actions, things that you can do. This is how you kind of get into your plan. And for me, I'm like, I need, um, I need some type of like reassurance and and proof. So I feel like just the same way that you had those limiting beliefs and you had, you know, well, this is going on and this and this, and you backed it up, do the same thing for those new um, beliefs that you develop with an abundance mindset and start to prove those beliefs, right. And train your mind to start working toward your goal that way because you know you can believe whatever you want to be honest and that's actually going to drive you and drive your success i mean there's people who believe that the earth is flat and they've got evidence to prove that and that's what they believe you know there's someone believed that you can make cauliflower pizza crust yeah (laughs) they found a way to do that so it's just like you have to start with um truly truly you know so like you know affirmations all that stuff is not going to help if you don't attack those limiting beliefs. But once you get past that, um, for me, I just started trying to see what I can find in in terms of like resources, in terms of just getting a plan. Definitely start out with a budget. I used to feel like I didn't make enough money to even budget. Like I was just like, this is embarrassing.
0: Like what is there even to budget with? Right. Like if you're like paycheck to (laughs) paycheck, it's like, okay, it's gone. How can I budget even more? (laughs) Exactly,
1: so um, but still, you have to have a plan. you have to know where your money's going, even if you know I was making like less than a thousand dollars a month at one point, but I had to know what I was doing with that money, so you you know it's it's hard, it's hard, it's easier said than done, but you know you can't be so discouraged that you don't actually look at your situation and see what's going on because then once you start planning, then you know if you have more money going out than coming in, okay, but you can, we can do something now, now that we know that, but if you're just, you know, I'm stuck, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, I can't do it, but you don't know what's going on. Like, how are you going to take the first step?
0: Right. So,
1: you know, maybe finding out that, okay, I'm negative $400 every month. Okay. At least you know that. So now that we know that, how do we bridge that gap? How do we save 200 and earn 200 extra? How do we, you know, start to move? So, Um, definitely start with that. And um, like I said, I would look into like, you know, resources and certain things, things in my community, I was always trying to save money, because I wanted my son to still have a, you know, good life, you know, when we were, money wasn't as great. So I would try to find, you know, free, affordable things for us to do and enjoy. I found, um, when I had got out of college, I found that there was a center in my town that would help, you find a job. they look over my resume. They sent me job leads. I would go meet with somebody every two weeks and it was free. And had I been so like, just like, okay, you know, this is it. I'm doomed. I would have never been able to see that opportunity and start Mm -hmm. to make progress.
0: I love that you touched on that. That That's just so powerful to go back to your own beliefs and that we do have the power to change our beliefs, but we, we do have to address them first. And What okay, so you're a mom, you have a son. What are you trying to teach him about money and money habits and money mindset?
1: Oh my goodness, so much! Yeah,
0: (laughs) you're like, I don't want you to be an adult and have to learn
1: this, (laughs) right? There's so much I'm trying to teach him, and I'm trying not to make it overwhelming. But um, he just turned 10 this year, so he's been for the past few years, you know, asking about money and just. I, like, just like a normal child, you know. Right. <laughs> so um he kind of knows what I do, but he—I don't know—he knows something about budget, something about, something about you know, mom. Mom talks a lot with some yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> something about debt, and he says debt like with the B. Yeah, debt. The B is <laughs> silent. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to teach him. I want to. I want to help him have that better background and that better mindset around money, how I talked about earlier, the, um, the financial blueprint and how that's developed when you're a child. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make his experiences with money more positive, more, you know, hopeful and for him to see good examples. So I started doing allowance a few years ago and it's not something where it's like, you get this no matter what it's, you have to earn it. And we're doing this so that we can teach you about money. This is a tool because, you know, I feel like if you don't, if your kids don't ever have money or come across money, how are they going to know how to manage money when they get older? You know, like when I got my first job, when I was, I had an internship when I was 17, I went crazy. I just, you know, did whatever. I was like, yay, money. But it's like, maybe if you start out as a child and you actually, you know, can learn how to, um manage the little money that you have or save up for things, then you kind of have those basic skills. So he gets allowance um, if he earns it every month. And we have three separate spots for that. We have uh, spend, save, and give. So he's being trained not to just spend all his money, to save a, a percentage of it, and to also you know, be a good steward and give. And then we've also opened up a bank account, a junior savings account at our, um, a local bank here. And you know, it's exciting. He'll save little change in quarters and have a little machine. He'll go in there and he can, you know, deposit stuff. He's in Cub Scouts. So he ended up selling popcorn for the fundraiser and they um, gave him some prizes. And one of them was a check for like 15 bucks. So we went and took the check and deposited it into the savings accounts. But just trying to build like positive experiences around money because when I first opened my first bank account, it was a really bad experience. And you know, I had went negative and it messed up my credit. I just didn't want him to have to have those um memories and then just one more thing that I make sure I do is I watch the way I talk about money around mm. him. I never tell him that we can't afford something or that, you know, we like I just that's not in my vocabulary because I think with money and your spending it's all about priorities, you know. You can afford whatever you want, but there's a drawback to it, you know. There's a trade-off. So right. I'll tell him, you know, we are going camping this weekend. So we're spending money on this, or we're going to put gas in the car, or we're going to buy food today. We're not going to buy this other thing. I'd never say, oh, we can't afford that. Or I can't do that. Cause I don't want him to have that scarcity mindset. So I'm starting with him early on that. So that way he understands, you know, and I tell him where the money's going. So he knows we have money, and he knows where it's, where it's going and what it's going to. Not that we just don't have any money and we can never do anything and never have any fun.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm definitely going to take a page from your book on that of just re, I guess like you're switching up how, how you're answering the question, right? So it's not that we don't have it, but here's where the money is going. I love that so much. I started doing uh, cash envelopes. Mostly for events, you know, birthdays or vacation, and anytime there's extra cash, so it's not like even something we're budgeting out. So maybe it's um, we refinish something and we sold it on Facebook or whatever. There's two dollars extra in my wallet, you know, throw them into the into the envelope, and I've noticed that my girls are then. More engaged, like with that goal, then, right? So, mm-hmm. I kept three envelopes on our refrigerator so that it was constantly seen. It was always in your face, no matter what. That was actually more for me, right? So, it's like <laughs> I could not not see it. But then, what I realized for them was they were getting interested in it too of like, oh, how much more do we have to go until? We have our full vacation fund or, you know, if it's their birthday, then like they know the whole plan of where it's, that money is going because on the back of the envelope, it's written for that. But I, I just love that you said that you tell him where the money is going instead of saying we don't have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's really cool that you do that. It sounds like you're making it really fun for them. Yeah. I didn't realize my dad did envelopes for me as a kid. So I, you know, I think it's definitely a subconscious blueprint as as you call it. Um, so it it just kind of made sense for me to do it. He did it in a, in a different way. He called it the bank of dad, where we would get money for birthday or Christmas and we'd have to give it to him, but he would write down plus $20, birthday. Right. Or if you take it out, it's like minus $20 for a Polly pocket. So oh, even okay. then mm-hmm. I was seeing where my money went and he handed me that envelope when I was 18 and was like, look how much money you would have had if you didn't spend it all on Polly pockets. <laughs> I <was> like, Dang. <laughs> but, wow. but it was really good at that point too, to just see like, wow. Yeah, I did have a good bet. And that's what I chose to spend it on. And to be mindful that that was a choice, like that yes. you have the power to make that choice." Oh Well, I love what you're doing, and I know our audience is just going to want more from you, and I know you have an abundant amount of resources. Where can they go to connect with you further?
1: Yeah, you can definitely um, come check out my site. It's called com, and I'm always posting stuff on there, um, on social media, pretty active on Instagram, and um, in terms of mindset, I I ended up getting so many questions about just people who were stuck and needed advice or a lot of the issues I could see kind of stem back to mindset. So I ended up writing a ebook um, that I recently released on Amazon. It's called mindset over money. And it's just a great um, quick guide just to help you start doing some of the things that I, you know, I talked about in this interview and kind of getting to that point. Cause I think it's important to realize that it doesn't happen overnight and you have to give yourself grace and mm. again, you know, have gratitude and things like that. So, in the ebook, I kind of just go over a lot of things and um, how to have a better relationship with money, how to understand mindset. I talk about overcoming money disorders and limiting beliefs, kind of getting, you know, on the right track. If you're starting from, you know, step one or whether you're in the middle of your journey or you're just looking for some continuing motivation. Um, I talk about some of the things that I've learned about making more money and kind of breaking through that barrier. I think it's important to understand that some of us want to make more money or we want to have more money, but we're really not ready for that step. So I talk about that and just a lot of good stuff in there. So I feel like it's a great read for someone who, um, you know, whether you feel like you are a little stuck, you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck, or maybe you feel like, you know, you're doing okay financially, but you do want to evolve and you want to get to the next level. And, you know, whether you want to invest, invest or be able to afford a new hobby or, you know, start a business or a passion project, you know, you have to start with that mindset
0: foundation. Mm, I love it. And I love that you preach mindset because it is so important. Shonsei, you are just a ray of light. I love the mission you're on. You're absolutely crushing it. I'm so grateful to you for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this. Shonsei has an inspiring story and I've linked her website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If something resonated with you on this week's episode, share it with a friend or screenshot that you're listening and tag me in it. I'm everywhere at MindBizLife. I'll see you back here Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.